0: Hi, this is Bitch Slop. I'm Rachel Fisher. I'm Desi Jadikin. And this is Melrose Place Season 2, Episode 6. Hot
1: and bothered.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And boy is it. Mm. We get some real steamy moments in this episode. Yeah. Between some unexpected couples. Definitely. And we'll get into that Mm. later. But first. Unsteamy couple, very un- <laughs> the most unsteamy couple in the history of the show. Billy's getting ready for work with Allison, and they're all lovey dovey with each other. They're real lovey dovey these last few episodes. They're in
1: this like, we're just so happy and in love, nothing will ever go wrong with that. Mm. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, what you think, yeah. Uh, and Billy says to Allison nice dress and it's the most boring this is I was like this is not the type of dress a guy would ever comment nice dress on no it would have to be like a little slutty or something like that like
0: a guy it's a basic black work dress and he's really impressed with it he's so impressed they're kissing and Jake busts through the door and he goes hey hey break it up because he's done with love yeah he doesn't want to see this shit he's in real love stinks mode yeah yeah And then he tells them he needs to borrow some stuff because he just moved in back into his old place. He doesn't have anything. I don't think he has anything, period. And he's back to like dorky Jake. Yeah, he's kind of dorky here. He, He needs to borrow some cereal, some milk, a bowl, and a spoon. Yeah. He needs breakfast. It's cute that Jake eats cereal. He loves cereal. It looks like a kids cereal too. Of course.
1: It's it's, Billy, it's Billy's like Franco-Frank frosted Franco-Frank
0: flakes or something. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't speak. You know, he has some like off-brand yeah. <laughs> like instead of Count Chocula, it's yeah. off-brand Frankenstein cereal. Yeah, it's like some kind of like whatever. And it's, it's like it's bright green, and he's like, it turns the milk green. Yeah.
1: I've been eating it since I was four.
0: <laughs> um he he sits down and has breakfast. Allison leaves for work and Billy sits down with them and Jake's like, you guys make it look so easy. Yeah. The
1: writing, the writing sometimes in Melrose Place is so poor. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're trying to have they're trying to write this deep conversation about relationships between these two guys. And it's just the most basic <laughs> shit you've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. And Billy's giving an advice to Jake on relationships. It's just like, no one needs that that early in the morning. This is Billy's first relationship.
0: Let's be serious. Seriously. At D&D, Joe is there to meet with Amanda. And Allison is like, hey, Joe, is something wrong? And Joe's like, I'm quitting the campaign because of Jake. Once
1: again, I cannot believe these people. And they're so unprofessional. <laughs> like, you can't just quit. <laughs> And you're, and and then she's like, I'm not. Then she goes in to talk to Amanda, and she doesn't even tell him that's the reason why. She tries to get out of it with another reason before admitting it. It's baffling, right? Because she's like, Amanda, Amanda will understand. Allison says this, and then it cuts right to Amanda going, "I don't understand." (laughs) It's like, no, none of us do, because this is baby ass shit. Like,
0: (laughs) this is very, and also, isn't Joe desperate for work? She's always desperate for work. And what makes you think that Amanda, of all people, will understand a personal problem? She's a shark. Yeah. She works through anything. Anything. Yeah. Um. She even tells Joe, she's like, be a grown-up. This is a job for grown-ups. So I'm sorry you're uncomfortable. Your ex-boyfriend is going to be on the shoot. Oh, and by the way, you have a contract. And you so. can't get out of it. Well, yeah, because it's like
1: this shoot is happening... In a few days, or whatever, they can't find someone on that short notice. It's just insane, and Joe should be embarrassed that she's because it's like they're not even on particularly bad terms at this point, right? right? Like, right, uh, they will be more, but like, uh, yeah, it's just weird. So,
0: meanwhile, at the lawyer's offices, Michael is. Angrily signing the divorce papers, and he is flipping through every page. He's like, "There goes my firstborn son. There goes my whatever." He's just furious,
1: and he's gonna—he's taking it out on Jane. He's like, "This is about revenge. You're greedy." He—he—he he, he calls her a gold digger. Yeah, and Michael's—I'm uh, sorry, Jane's lawyer is like, "Hey,
0: <laughs> don't that was a that was a bridge too far, gold digger." <laughs> He he really took umbrage with that. The lawyer actually tells Michael to shut the hell up. Even Michael's lawyer is over it. Wait a minute. Michael tells Jane's lawyer to shut the hell up. Yeah, Michael tells Jane's lawyer, but
1: Michael's lawyer is sitting there like, ugh, I cannot wait till this client is done. Like, she fucking hates Michael too. He hates Michael. No, Michael's lawyer is a woman. Oh,
0: Michael's lawyer. Yeah, Michael yeah, She's sitting there and she's just like, ugh. Right. She's, she's in pain. She nobody likes Michael in this situation. No. And he says to Jane that she's
1: gonna earn every penny of that money he gives her. <laughs> I don't know what that even means. I mean, I do know what it means because I did see this show before. But like it's like he's gonna make her pay going forward that, for all this alimony she gets. That is a terrifying threat. Yeah, because what does that mean? Right. Every penny I give you, you're going to pay the price. Right. <laughs> First of all, why are these lawyers just letting that slide by without
0: commenting on it? Like, or being like, is that a threat? Yeah. Like, Even Mancini? his lawyer should be like, shut up right now. Like, Yeah. Because that's crazy. It's so crazy. Um. So after Michael leaves, the lawyer consoles Jane and he's like, you've done the right thing. And of course, she's like, I'm just... I'm just, I don't know. She's just, she's shaken up. Because Michael did exactly what he set out to do, and that's to rattle Jane and to make her really regret what she did. Right. Um, And the lawyer tells Jane, you know, I hope we can keep in touch and like, I don't know, hang out sometime or you can give me a call anytime you want, even if it's not about your divorce. Right. He's crushing. He, he fell in love with his client. And now he's waiting. Now he's like, realize, okay, now's my chance. And Jane kisses him on the cheek. She kisses him on the cheek goodbye. And he's
1: like, I'll never wash this cheek again. He like he, he has a moment with the kiss. He wants to fight Michael. Oh, he's, he even says about Michael, he's like, oh, real charmer. I was like, yeah, that defines Michael to a T. Sarcastically saying, real charmer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um at the hospital Matt Ugh. Matt and Katya we get a Matt and Katya scene he wants to go get a cappuccino yeah
1: this is a classic matt line going up to some fucking woman friend of his who's always in distress and he has to get pulled into their drama <sighs> and being like hey wanna go get a, a coffee
0: that's the scenes he gets it's so humiliating and degrading for his character is that is his purpose on this show is to no one's helping matt no he's just always and
1: now he and katya are best friends even though he knows her for like two days
0: because the people at melrose place have abandoned him and katya does appreciate
1: matt which is something that makes him feel good
0: she listens to him she gets his jokes They're on the same wavelength. I'm not surprised that they became best friends fast.
1: I'm just sad because I feel like Matt deserves a more dynamic and fun best friend. And Katya's definitely a little bit of a downer. (laughs) She (laughs) is. want to go get a cappuccino? She's like, yeah, well, I was just let go and I have to go back to Russia. It's like, okay, do you want to get a cappuccino or not? (laughs) We can talk talk about this over a cappuccino. You don't just lay that on me when I'm having (laughs) a friendly little lunch
0: date or whatever. Um, You're right. She is kind of a downer, but she is a sweetheart. She's sweet, but yeah, she's got some issues. She definitely has issues. Um, She has to go back to Russia. Cut to... Billy and Allison having their lunch uh, in the park. They're having a picnic. Maybe they borrowed Jane's basket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They yeah. just
1: they're they're touching grass. They're so- <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're
1: out there once again. They're they're literally saying this scene. We're just so completely happy now. It's like you never say that on a soap opera. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just like we're all waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah, and they're they're blissful and ignorant. And look, the best combination to be, definitely, but well, not very long lived. Desi and I know what's coming. Oh yeah. And it's juicy. Uh I did say during the show, "Oh god, shut up." Cuz I don't need to see them being
0: lovebirds anymore. I get it. We get it. Um they just want jo- Joe and Jake to get back together.
1: Yeah, they're like the happy couple when they want other couple friends or they like spiral. Right.
0: Like no one in the couple group can break up. Because they need double dates. Yeah. And so they want to get... They're like trying to devise a plan to get Joe and Jake to get back together. Um, And so one of them says maybe they just need a little nudge. Uh-oh. So their little nudge is that we see them taking Jake out to dinner and... Jake is like, uh, I'm not, you know, I don't need your charity dinner. (laughs) He can't even
1: get a fucking free margarita without without, complaining. Yeah, losing it. And his pride getting affected. I could afford (laughs) $4.59, whatever it costs. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it probably was that much then. Um, And surprise, surprise, they also invited Joe because she shows up at this restaurant. To be tricked by Billy and Allison has got to be a low
1: moment in anyone's life.
0: It's diabolical. And Joe is like, Joe and Jake are both like, what the hell? I mean, this is really, if you think about it, this is really out of pocket for both of them to do this. To like, you just broke up with somebody and you're in an extreme amount of pain at someone you were in love with and your wounds are still raw. And then you have two meddling friends who have nothing better to do with their lives and they force you in a situation together. Yeah, I don't do it. I'd be so mad at them. And it backfires
1: obviously cuz it's like you're dealing with Jake and Joe. Right. Jake has a lot of pride as mentioned in every episode.
0: And Joe <laughs> and Joe also. They both are two sides of the same coin. Like they are kind of made for each other, but at the same time they're not made for each other. Yes. They have
1: so much in common, but their communication styles conflict 100%. And that's almost like you can't work around it. Yeah. It's just, it's nonstop what happens to them. It's always miscommunications. And then Allison makes it even worse at some point by saying, I just read this really interesting article on relationships.
0: It's worse than that because she says, we read this in. Oh, we- she's saying Billy and I read this really interesting article about communication and relationships. And at this point, Jake and Joe start bickering at the table. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, like this bad communication." Is and then, that- <laughs> and then Allison goes, "Anybody want
1: appetizers?" Yeah, they're trying to like the the fighting is quite bad, and they're trying to um, act like everything's normal in comical ways.
0: Yeah, and. Joe leaves and then Jake gets up and leaves. So you guys failed. Nice try. Yeah. Go back and read that article. You're going to need it. (laughs) (laughs) For when your own relationship inevitably crashes and burns. Anyway, should we take a break right here? Sure. Okay, we'll be right back. Back at Melrose Place, Sydney wants to cheer Jane up by taking her out to the movies, but Jane just wants to sit at home on the couch in her pink pirate blouse. It's over, Sid. <laughs> she, she, now, the, the reality of the divorce is hitting her. She's like, I am a divorced woman. <laughs> I just, so, just want to sit here and drink my wine and be depressed. And then we see Sydney trying to care. Yeah, she's like, like she Come doesn't on, give a shit. Come on, Jane. And so she's like, All right, well, I'm going to the movies. I'll be back.
1: I like how Sydney's like, Well, I'm still going to the movies. Right. I'm not gonna sit with you. <laughs> you loser. Or you're
0: being depressed. <laughs> <laughs> so she leaves Jane and we get this very sad scene of Jane sitting on her couch that matches her shirt. Mm. And she flips the TV on and then she flips it off. And then she takes a sip of wine, and then she cries, yeah, she knows she's what, alone she knows, oh, and then she takes her
1: wedding ring off, oh right, puts it on the coffee table. Now it's final. <laughs> you know for Jane, that was a powerful moment now the divorce <laughs> is official in the eyes of God. I was trying to think of how to say it's
0: Dionzo. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to add more D words. Uh, We do get another D later in this episode. Oh, great. At the playground, I guess it's the next day, Matt is at the playground with Katya and they're watching Nikki play. And Matt, of course, of course, he's like, Katya, I want to help you stay in this country. What can I do to help? He's been thinking about it all night. He's probably couldn't sleep yeah. thinking about this. He has been racking his brain. I mean, she's like basically telling him it's no use because she's used up all her work visas. Right. And she does invite him to dinner for hot dogs at her place. And <laughs> I heard he, you're gay. <laughs> I heard you're gay. I made you hot dogs. Here's some hot dogs. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Matt's into it. He's like, well, I'm going to make my world-famous potato salad. I would love to know what that is. I want Matt's recipe. What's the secret ingredient in that? It's like pickle juice or something. <laughs> like- I feel like Matt. Matt's world-famous potato salad is like a combination of something he read in Gourmet Magazine... And something from his childhood. He probably does an
1: upgraded, classic Midwest potato salad, but he puts capers in it. Yeah. Or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's something like freshly chopped dill.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is
0: this the scene where
1: he says to her, a little of me goes a long way? Yes. Okay, and then she does the most deranged laugh I've heard on the show. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> did it. and it goes on like for five seconds. I didn't even. Hear and it's it. almost like, is this rude? Because it's like, well, she doesn't have that sense of humor where she would mock him, right? <laughs> in yeah. that way, right. so this is a genuine laugh. <laughs> and I can't. I know this. I can't describe it any other way. Of it's deranged, but it's also very Russian because <laughs> it has like an accent or something. <laughs> Like, and it's like, is this actress truly Russian? Or yes, is she? I think she, she is. She is okay. Cause it it does sound pretty good, but the laugh is so funny to me. I was like, that sounds like scary. It was very weird. <laughs>
0: um, I do think Matt saying a little of me goes a long way is one of the most devastating things he's ever said because that is such a tell. Because yeah. that is him admitting, even though he's not conscious of it, that's him admitting. I stretch myself way too thin for others, but I don't have any time for Matt.
1: Yeah. Or it's also like people don't want to spend that much time with me. Mm. So there's like only devastating reads of it. it, They only need a little of me, I guess, because it goes a long way because that's why they're not calling
0: me all the time.
1: Devastating. Only Rhonda.
0: At the photo shoot for the beer campaign, Jake, they're out in the middle of the desert. Yeah. They got a Walter White's trailer sitting nearby. Yeah. And they're shooting this desert, desert rose <laughs> shot of Jake straddling his motorcycle. And, and, uh, <laughs> Joe and Jake immediately start fighting on the set. Drop your New York
1: attitude. Okay. This. <laughs> Like, that's the biggest insult Jake can say to someone. You're from the New York. You got an attitude.
0: They start... (laughs) (laughs) Well, doesn't Joe say something like, well, in New York, we don't... Somebody mentions New York first, and then Jake says, why don't you drop your New York attitude? And Joe is, like, scandalized by this. Yeah, because she's like, we're on set. Well, it comes off... You know the subtext to this. It's the same subtext as... New York City. Yeah, I'm a Jew. I know what this means. That's true. Um, He gets he gets real pissed off, and they're fighting. And then Amanda seems tries to smooth things over by interjecting and going up to Jake and ripping his shirt off. Look, we can't blame the girl
1: for giving us what we want.
0: (laughs) But it's definitely not a way to cool Jake down. Amanda was like, "Wow, things are getting so heated on set. I better take Jake's shirt off, just rip it right off." (laughs) We go. Let's try. Let's try a few of that. (laughs) That's like she's the boss, so she's like, "We need more skin." (laughs) Um, Jake storms off the set. He goes into the trailer, and Amanda follows him. And Jake's having his little weenie meltdown.
1: I'm not a centerfold. I'm not a piece of meat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen
1: someone fight so hard to not be a model. It's like, just fucking do the job and get your $10,000. You fucking idiot. Like it's so, it's still so infuriating to me that he's
0: fighting this tooth and nail every inch of the way. It is crazy. It is infuriating. Um, He's having a little baby tantrum and Amanda's like, let me explain modeling to you, Jake. Like, <laughs> you this idiot! Is, this is what it you you are a piece of meat. Yeah, that's what you are right now. We are taking pictures of your abs on a bike.
1: It's because you're hot, Jane Jake. This is not because of your
0: brains. Okay, that, that's not why you got the job. Um, he's throwing a fit, but um, Amanda says that she'll speak to Joe about Joe's New York attitude. Yeah. She
1: turns it around, and she's very turned on by Jake mm. in this scene.
0: She likes an aggressive, assertive man. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know why she was with Billy. No, no one will ever just only because he was with Allison or or roommates with Allison.
1: Yes, that that was another that had an ulterior motive that made it hotter for her, right? To fuck over Allison. Yeah, I mean, nothing could be hotter than that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So at the hospital, Michael's (laughs) bitching to Matt about Jane. He's just he's just unloading on Matt. Yeah, he's like, everyone's probably bad mouthing me at the complex. Yeah, like he's like,
1: why aren't they friends with me? Because everyone's talking about him, and Jane's trying to like win everybody over.
0: He he's he's like trying to say to Matt that he misses hanging out with everyone, but what it really is about is he misses having control over the situation and like he's bitter that like they're her there were my friends too she's taking my money she's taking my friends it's like you didn't even like
1: those people he hated Michael he fucking hate them (laughs) they don't pay their rent on time (laughs) they fuck up their plumbing all the time you're under (laughs) the sink constantly Sandy's stalkers putting flowers (laughs) in the pool Who will ever forget that (laughs) One of the greatest or worst moments as a building manager ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's this is just like his motivating factor in life right now is winning over Jane. Like yeah. that's it. He wants to win over her. Over her, yes. yes. Not winning her back or over, but also like, like you said, he's so controlling he cannot fucking live if someone else is controlling the narrative of who he is Yeah, he needs to create that
0: falsehood this, <laughs> that's his job this is why he's such a good villain is because he knows and he actively does these diabolical things but he's mad he's really mad when people are like you're a villain he doesn't like getting caught no. or have people onto him no um mad is like why don't you go hang out somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> he's like go hang out with the people like don't yeah you can't go back to Melrose Place but you can hang out with these guys somewhere else and he's like hmm <laughs> my, my, Michael's wheels start turning he's like oh that's a great idea okay I'm gonna throw the biggest bash ever, anyone's ever seen I'm gonna throw a beach party to <laughs> celebrate my divorce from a beach Jane. party <laughs> I'm going to throw a blowout party on the beach. And Kimberly has approached at this point and he's like, babe, how about we have a big blowout party? <laughs> babe, babe, I have a big blowout party to celebrate my divorce. And she's like, I don't know, Michael. That's not a good idea. She's like, I have rounds. Yeah. I can't do this right now, Michael.
1: No, but be simple. We have booze. We have good
0: music. Babes, babes, Boops. babes, boogie boarding. <laughs> And and Michael's like, Matt, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go to Melrose place and invite everybody at the building. And Matt's like, Do I have to? Oh, why don't you bring a big bowl of that famous potato salad you're always making? <laughs>
1: That would have been a great callback. Yeah. <laughs> Your world-famous potato salad. Can't get enough of that dill. Who would have guessed? Who
0: would have guessed dill? <laughs> Who would have guessed? Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Do you Make think- sure Jane hears the invite. <laughs> Do you think that we should um, rewrite the entirety of Melrose Place? <laughs> in- <laughs> Right. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and try and sell it. Yeah. Just yeah. rewrite it. the same storylines. Yeah. Exact same storylines but our dialogue. Yeah. I think it would be a hit. Yeah. P- Who doesn't want to reboot? <laughs> <laughs> but it's our reboot. Yeah. Our reboot. It's 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 instead of Boz Lerman's such and such it's Desi and Rachel's Melrose, Melrose Place. place. <laughs> Uh, From the sick and twisted minds of Desi and Rachel. (laughs) From the sick and twisted minds of Desi and Rachel. At Melrose Place, Allison has apparently gotten the invitation already by this point because she is ranting and raving to Billy about this party that Michael has the audacity to throw. Right. She is like, he's a creep. Yeah. Really? Really? (laughs) (laughs) and, And... and Michael, I mean Billy, wants to go to this party. He's planning on going. He's like, "Well, he's our friend. Why yeah. will not we go to the party?" Yeah, he's he's kind of sheepish while she's ranting because yeah. and you were like, "Oh, he wants to go." Yeah, because he's, he's friends with Michael, right? And 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 she goes, "Billy, he cheated on Jane." He's like, "People have affairs." <laughs> <laughs> and she says, "How can you be so casual about adultery?" <laughs> Yeah, she really sells it. That D. <laughs> she, Adultery. She says it just like because it's like okay, Bible, Allison, right? Like <laughs> it's just like Allison definitely has Bible camp energy. Oh, she definitely went to
1: um, Sunday Bible school, yeah, and was like the teachers, the priest's yeah. pet or whatever, <laughs> the
0: preacher's pet, <laughs> the preacher's pet. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, I don't think Allison is religious today at all. No. But when she was a child, you could tell that she felt it was her duty to do it to please her parents. Oh, totally. And, like, it was the right thing to do. Mm. And and she was going to be very, very respectful of the church.
1: But, and some of those lessons, though, have stayed with her still. Like adultery. Adultery. That's one of the Ten Commandments.
0: You can't break that, Billy! (laughs) Yeah, Billy, come on. Um... So this party's tomorrow night and Allison's like on strike. She's like, I'm not going. Yeah. I refuse to go. And she's like, it'll be very interesting to see who else shows up. A little cop behavior. She, <laughs> a
1: little hall monitor. She's
0: being a hall monitor. And I'm going to judge those who go. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jesus says not to judge, but I'm judging. <sighs> Matt is at... Katya's apartment. I guess he doesn't live at Melrose Place anymore. We haven't seen him at Melrose Place in a while. He's
1: always working or helping people.
0: (sighs) He doesn't have any... He never sleeps. He doesn't. He's at Katya's place playing with Nikki. They put Nikki to bed and Matt's like, God, I love her. Mm. He loves this little child. So we know where this is going.
1: Right. He's in deep now. He's in deep. And especially when Katya starts telling him how Russia sucks. She, okay. She's like, there are bread lines. I
0: was like, what year is this? <laughs> okay. Maybe when they left, it was... It, didn't they have get a pizza hut when this show <laughs> happened? Yes,
1: because I just did a story. What did I do the story where it was like the oldest McDonald's? Oh, where mm-hmm. Dr. Phil grew up. <laughs> yeah. And then it was surpassed by one in Russia. <laughs> yeah. So they already had a McDonald's. It's like this shit ended when ronald reagan was president right it Or it ended was bush in, it, no it, was it like ended a little later
0: it was it ended with bush it but was this is 93 yes it ended like the wall came down in 92 right did it come down oh god this is well don't we're not uh, i almost said we're not scientists <laughs> <laughs> well we're not that either we're not that either
1: but but anyway she's talking about And it it may be extended into the 90s. I don't really know. But it's all of the stuff that we kind of grew up hearing about why communism was bad. How
0: horrible Russia was. So she's kind of giving this spiel about how terrible life in Russia is. And she doesn't want to go back. And this is really pulling on Matt's heartstrings.
1: His heartstrings are already pulled. uh, And now they're just... Yanked. Yanked. uh, Especially thinking of poor Nikki whose name is Nikki for some
0: reason, even though her mom's from Russia. Well, she's got like, her name's Nikki. But Nikki, Nicholas is a Russian name. Right. But
1: the fact that Nikki just sounds, doesn't sound like maybe her name is Nikola or something. Like It's just funny to hear her called Nikki always. Yeah. Um, Nikki's never known any life but America as well. Yeah, And that's very sad to Matt, uh, too, to think that she's going back to someplace she doesn't even remember.
0: Because she doesn't even speak Russian. She doesn't remember Russia. No, she came here when she was a baby. Right. And so Katya hands Matt a stack of cash, and she's like, I want you to have this because I want to pay you to marry me. And Matt's like, uh, What? (laughs) That's not the way I like how she gives him
1: the money first. Yeah. So he gets that sweet, cold cash in his hand. Like, (laughs) Like,
0: do you know who this is? It's Matt. Yeah. He's like, I can't do it. This is the first time Matt set a boundary. Yes. Amanda shows up at Jake's house. And she, of course, is like, I want you to see the shots from today. Yeah. And see how hot you are. And Jake's like, I don't care. She's like, You're great. (laughs) <laughs> Just like she's like, you're a natural. And she's like, Joe, she, he's like, well, Joe's a great photographer. And he's she's like, uh, but it's all about you. And you know, you could make money from this and then get a new shop from the money you make modeling, and I can help you. And he's like, Stop me.
1: No. No, I don't want to have money. I want to be poor.
0: <laughs> and angry, <laughs> angry and bitter. And then I can be superior. Then Jake asks Amanda if she wants to go with him to Michael's party. I know. I like how they're having this thing. He's like, "Going to Michael's party? We should go
1: together. It's like, why?
0: Right. Okay. Of well, course
1: Amanda's going. Of course she is. <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck about Jane. She's not hanging out with the girls on their strike.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, Allison and Billy come home from a run, and Allison can't believe he's going to the party.
1: No, they're still
0: fighting. They're still arguing about this, and she says to Billy, "I don't want to. I don't want to align myself with someone of Michael's character." <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Billy's like, "What? He didn't rob a bank.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he did. that's the crime he comes up with. Honestly, I think robbing a bank is more. <laughs> as long as you didn't kill anyone, it's a funnier it, crime. It could be argued. I mean, Michael's very." Villainous.
1: Well, robbing a bank technically cannot hurt someone, <laughs> right, right? Right. Whereas he did hurt Jane with
0: this affair. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Um. So, <laughs> so she's really pissed that Billy's going to do this. Um. I've, I oh, I wrote. Can you imagine how annoying Allison would be on Twitter? Oh man, Allison. Allison on Twitter would be the account that was nothing but scolding people. Totally. Like she would just be a Twitter scold. I'm noticing who isn't and tweeting. Who like, is yeah. tweeting about yeah. this. I just, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just noticing. Gentle reminder. Guys, <laughs> none of her reminders would be gentle. No. They'd be aggressively judgmental. And she's pissed and she goes directly to Jane. Yep. Cause she's choosing sides, and she's choosing them hard. (laughs) She goes to Jane's. Jane answers the door wearing a floaty white blouse and nothing else. Yeah, it's kind of see through, right? It was very see through, and she's like, Jane, let's have a girls' night. And Jane's like, I don't want a pity party. And then, but she agrees. She's like, okay. Like Allison convinces her. She's like, we'll go dancing. We'll have dinner. We'll get drinks. Well, if there's one thing. Allison can throw,
1: it's a pity party. <laughs> like, yeah. That's who you want in charge of your pity party. She's an expert. She'll bring the tub of ice cream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She'll bring the vodka. Yes. Jane invites Sydney, but Sydney's like, I can't. I got a new job at a restaurant. And so we're all like, she's going to Michael's party. <laughs> like, it's so clear. It's so obvious. It's so obvious. <laughs>
1: and. And she can't wait. This oh, is the highlight of her fucking month. Like she can't wait to get away from all these losers and go to a fucking beach party. Oh, <laughs> and, and
0: so and Jane's like, oh, that's great. Well, why don't we all go to go to the restaurant you're going to waitress at? Yeah. And Sydney's like, no, I'm too nervous. Like, it's just, I don't want I don't want you guys to be there.
1: It's like, oh my god, she's already picked her outfit out.
0: Yep, her outfit's incredible. too. Oh damn, it's so good. So. At the beach house, Kimberly and Michael are prepping for the party. Michael got a bunch of chips. Here's class. Okay. I'm not going to go into Sydney yet. No, we got to talk about the guacamole. That Kimberly's making? Yes.
1: Okay. But I was going to say before that, Michael is the classic type of guy who's like, we're just going to get some drinks and music. And then cut to the party and Kimberly is putting all this food together. Oh, she's like, done the whole thing. Yeah. And it's like, we don't have to do anything. I'm just going to get beers and music. Right. And then come the day of, Kimberly has to prep all this food and even, do way more. Even
0: though she didn't want to have this no. party. But no. she's no. done all the work. Absolutely. She she was the one who was like, Michael, we don't have napkins. Yeah. You yeah. did not think about plates. These are the things you have to think about. Yeah. He she knew it. He didn't think about anything. Okay. The guacamole. Kimberly's been making guacamole. She says to Michael oh, I've been mashing this guacamole for half an hour and I still can't get the lumps out. You're doing it wrong. Well, it doesn't make any sense. You don't want lumps in... You do want lumps in your guacamole. Even, even if you
1: wanted to get all the lumps out, it wouldn't take 30 minutes. <laughs> I oh, like, no. Unless they were super unripe, yeah. that's literally the only way that that could be possible. Because, in fact, sometimes my... Ri- are so ripe, I have to be careful... Not to smooth it out completely because it's that ripe. I like a chunky guacamole. I do too. But my point is that 30 minutes is way too long, even for a smooth. Like, I don't know what she's talking (laughs) about because you have to be careful not to do it smooth. Like just one extra mash would make it smooth.
0: See, if we had written this dialogue, we might have kept that line in, but we would have had Michael saying, Kimberly, what the hell? Do you even know how to make guacamole? (laughs) Babe, Babe. I thought you
1: said you knew how to make guacamole. (laughs) You don't, I don't want it smooth. Yeah. You need, to have, a paste. you need to have it called that, that called out. Yeah. Uh, and Michael
0: would be that guy. Right. Cause he's a cook. He is a cook. So that's when Sydney barges in and she's like, Hey Michael, I brought my guacamole.
1: I like how this was supposed to be some devastating, uh, blow to Kimberly. Right. <laughs> but it's like, you, you always need more guacamole at a party. <laughs>
0: It's going to be fine. (laughs) That's true. That's true. So Sydney brought her own guacamole. That night, this party is popping. It is cracking in there. Billy is in his Hawaiian shirt. Everyone's dancing. There's all these mystery babes. There's tons of mystery babes. They look like the kind of babes that were on that MTV show, The Grind. (laughs) Do you yeah. remember the grind?
1: Yeah, they're all vaguely attractive, but right. no one's really
0: standing out. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, and Michael is loving it. He is like turned at this party. Oh, he's done. He's pulled it off. Yeah, with
1: Kimberly. <laughs> he's done it.
0: He's done it. Because what he needs
1: is a rager party that gets back to Jane.
0: Yeah, that it was hugely successful. And everyone's talking about it. And there were lots of babes there. Yeah. And Michael is in full-on divorced guy mode. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, he is in a relationship still. <laughs> but he is acting
0: like he is divorced guy. He's a- Yeah. He's acting like he's single for the first time in 10 years. Totally. Um, meanwhile, Matt is on the deck staring into the ocean looking like he wants to jump in.
1: Yeah, who even knows why he came? I guess he felt like he had to.
0: Yeah, he handed out the flyers. <laughs> he did the inviting. <laughs> he did the invitations. Um, and Michael's like, hey, what's going on? And so Matt tells him about Katya. He's like, Katya asked me to marry her. And Michael goes, oh, congratulations. Wow, the perfect marriage. No strings. Plus. <laughs> and then he goes, plus you make a profit. and and Matt's like thanks Michael he's not happy about this and Michael's like hey at least some woman can get your name (laughs) it's just like
1: what the final blow that's not something Matt cares about right and it's also he can't get married to who he would want to right so it's like pretty fucked up it's really fucked up but it's so funny how he's just so and Matt's Michael's like Baffled that Matt's upset. Right. <laughs> what? Well, oh hey, okay. Hey. No, no lot, no loss here. If you leave, <laughs> like he's just like, whatever. <laughs> did I'm, I say something? The, geez, some people are so touchy. That's a classic Michael emotion. What did I did I say something? <laughs> 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 he says like the rudest or meanest cruel thing ever. Yeah. And then he's completely baffled by the reaction. Wow.
0: Um, Meanwhile, Amanda is hitting on Billy. Why? Why is she back to hitting on Billy? Dance? (laughs) She's like, can I have this dance? Um, And she says to him, so where's your significant other tonight? She doesn't even say Allison. No. And And they're slow dancing
1: to an up-tempo song.
0: Yeah. Why, why, why doesn't Billy just say, no, thank you, Amanda. I don't want to dance with you. Why does he do that? Because she pulls him very close once yeah.
1: again. And she's like, I just, I just love the way we fit, fit together. And he tries to back down. She's like, I'm just, I'm just reminiscing. Like, also,
0: <laughs> like, she came with someone else. She came with Jake. It's just weird, period,
1: that she's still pulling Billy in for dances. And like you said, why is Billy agreeing to it? Also, at a party like that, do you really slow dance like that? It's mostly people just jumping around or whatever. Like, (laughs) It's just like, that's not a slow dance party.
0: No, uh, it's not. Um, Jake cuts in, and they have a very flirty moment. Things are heating up between Jake and Amanda. And I love it. Yeah. I like the Jake and Amanda thing. It's fucked up. It's fucked up, but that's a couple I can buy (laughs) together. I mean, they're both really hot. Yeah. But it is fucked up, and I do feel bad for Joe because she's not going to be happy about this. No.
1: But if everything she's saying is true how she felt, being scared, then she should be happy she's not with Jake anymore. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Like That's true.
0: Kimberly looks very uncomfortable. This is not her crowd. No. It's pretty... It's pretty young
1: because I'm assuming Michael's like is he like late twenties? Yeah. And Kimberly's probably the same. And this this is all like early twenties. And that could be a big difference.
0: Also just Kimberly. Like Michael can hang with these people yes. because he's a maniac. But Kimberly, this is Kimberly is more intelligent conversation over at a dinner party. She's in her dinner party phase. When yeah. When you're like, I'm an adult now. We have dinner parties. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. you don't do this. This is beneath her. Um, she sees Michael dancing with, like, three other girls, including Sydney. Yeah. He's just, like... He's jumping around. He's jumping around with these girls. He's the life of the party. Yeah. And he goes off with this one girl to dance, and then the other girl says to Sydney... I think Michael is totally sexy. And he's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> She's just some, like, floozy. She's a total floozy. And Kimberly
1: is standing right there yes. with her and S- the floozy and Sydney. They all have red hair.
0: Yep. All three of these <laughs> bitches. Um, at Shooters, the girls are having a lame time. It's a literal pity party. It's Jane Joe and Allison and they're not having a good time. They're just bitching about men. Yeah. Jane excuses herself to make a phone call at the payphone at Shooter's.
1: <laughs> I like looked down for a second because they're having the pity party and then when I looked back up she was at the po- payphone. I was like, who is she calling? <laughs> I, like, the payphone. She's like, there's like a whole scene of her sticking the dimes in. Yes. <laughs> And then she's doing the dial.
0: Yep. <laughs> and she, the person she's calling is Robert, her lawyer. Mm. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I just got home from work. I'm about to whip up a gourmet meal. And she's like, great, I'm coming over.
1: And I was like, was that a joke? And he's like making
0: craft macaroni and cheese. <laughs> is he really cooking a gourmet meal? Because <laughs> that sounds nice. I bet he made her a salad with goat cheese
1: yeah. and sun-dried
0: tomatoes. Mm. Um, (laughs) she's like, "Mm, this is delicious. (laughs) (laughs) I love sun dried tomatoes. (laughs) Jane shows up at Roberts and he's stoked. He's like, I got some wine. You want some wine? And she's like, let's cut to the chase. And she just starts kissing him and taking his shirt off.
1: Yeah, and we see Jane's bridal bra. <laughs> okay,
0: so then he starts unzipping her red dress, and her white bra is exposed, and it is very bridal looking. <laughs> that's like the
1: bra. That's the bra she wore on her wedding day, and it's the nicest bra she owns. It's probably. like a maiden form bra. T- I, I was trying to think of the company because it is very maiden form. It is like a basic ass. <laughs> Like one of those very form and structured. Yes,
0: yes. Um, then he takes the
1: bra off, and this is exciting because this is the most sexual we've seen. Like Jane getting her tits exposed, we mm. haven't seen that before. No, and I was really proud of her for this moment because you she, she you could picture Jane maybe in an alternate like writing situation, a writing staff room. They would be like. Oh, like she'd be more shy about showing her body. No, she, to a new, was, not, she was not at all. Though no, she, she was going for it because she's
0: horny and she's ready to fuck. Finally, and she's like, "I'm hot."
1: Michael's trying to make me feel like I I can't get anyone else. But right. look at me, right? I bagged a lawyer. Yeah, and he's hot too, Michael. I can get some, <laughs> and they're hot guys. Yeah, because even Sam is hot.
0: Oh yeah, Sam's really hot. Billy and Allison both return home separately, but Billy brought Allison flowers to make up for the fact that he went to Michael's party.
1: And, and, she, and it's like all of her morals go right out the window when she gets this cheap bouquet.
0: She's like immediately <laughs> forgives. Him. She's like, "Billy!" <laughs>
1: She's blown away by these 7-Eleven flowers. He even says, I had to go to a place that was 24 hours. So it's like, they can't say 7-Eleven, but that's what it was. That's what it was. But it was like, she immediately forgives him upon seeing this
0: ratty-ass bouquet. Dude, it looked like he picked wildflowers off the side of the freeway. That's what I thought he did. I think he did it off the side of the the 10 freeway. No,
1: because they looked like a (laughs) ratty-ass flowers you would find, and then there's some dry shrubbery.
0: Like, it was bad. Um. Yeah, it was not a good look. But she's blown away by this gesture. They kiss and they make up. It's boring. They weren't even in a fight. She was just annoyed he was going to the party. I don't party. know what
1: their deal is, <laughs> but to annoy me.
0: <laughs> Jake walks Amanda to her door and he just lets himself inside. This scene is... Bizarre. This was really weird. Because I had a lot of feelings. <laughs> Jake has uh been on a downward spiral the last two episodes. So
1: I'm guessing that he's maybe a little
0: drunk. Oh, he's really drunk. Yeah. He's very drunk in this scene because he goes inside, he immediately walks up to her fridge and he goes, Great fridge. <laughs> I, I just took one of these down yeah. last episode. This one looks real sturdy. I don't
1: know if I could do it. <laughs> You better really piss me off.
0: (laughs) He says, great fridge. And then he opens it and gets some beers. And Amanda, this is shocking. I was shocked by her behavior in this scene. Because
1: I'm like, what is she doing?
0: Because she's like, it's a little late, isn't it? Also,
1: I was shocked that Amanda even had beer. Because she doesn't drink beer. She seems like
0: uh, white wine. Oh, totally. Totally. And she's not interested. She doesn't want this beer. She doesn't want the beer and she doesn't want Jake to be there right now. And he's like com- commenting about how nice and cold it is in her apartment because she's got AC. And he's like, when are you going to give me AC? I'm drunk. Oh, yeah. What about <laughs> the rest of the units? That's why you're not letting us in here.
1: You see, you got an AC. <laughs> It's cold.
0: Yeah, <sighs>
1: uh, I didn't even realize it was hot until this scene because no. no one's
0: commented on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was one scene in the previous episode where Billy and Amanda were going on their—I mean, Billy and Allison were going on their lunch picnic. Oh, right. Was that the? Or was that this episode? Uh, who the hell knows? But Billy goes, uh, "Allison, will you please? It's ninety degrees." Oh, like, and she was so ranted. we were supposed
1: to remember that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, so he, he wants to fuck. And Amanda's like, I'm afraid you misunderstood me. And I think you should go home. But it's
1: like, no, because when you guys were dancing, you said to him, not that I'm saying you can't back out, obviously, but she says to him on the dance floor, I always leave with the man I came with. <laughs> like, so. It is weird. She's flirtatious,
0: for it, sure. It is weird, her behavior here. Because you
1: can, obviously, we both think you can always back out of whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh, of but course. it's
1: just a She's just turning on a dime. So with Amanda, you're always
0: thinking, what's going on here? What's the angle? What's her angle? Um, She wants him to leave. And Jake is being very pushy. And yes. she smacks him. Yes. And then, and then he's like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> he, he's, it's like the moment where Jake like, puts his hand up. Yeah. Like, he's like, hey, whoa, hey. hey. Uh, yeah. And she smacks him and she closes the door on him. He tries to get one last word and he's like, uh, and she just shuts the door. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny. And he starts, Jake is stunned and he's just laughing to himself that he got thrown out of Amanda's apartment. Right, and then she walks over to the AC. Okay, This is where I was like, "Okay, what the hell is going on?" <laughs> she walks over to the AC. She p- she braces herself against the unit and just starts like letting the AC just blow through her hair, and she's like, "Ah!" Oh. Like, but doesn't just she just... undo her shirt yeah, too? She is. I'm just saying, I was like, are they trying to let
1: us know? She's like, I got to cool down because I, w- I wanted to fuck Jake, but I'm playing a game.
0: Like it almost had that vibe. Like, it was totally that vibe to it. Um, everyone's left Michael's house at this point and Kimberly and Michael are yelling at each other. And he's like, what do you want from me? <laughs> he doesn't know why she Forget about forget it. Forget about it. <laughs> And he tries to kiss and make up with her. He's like, come on. Come on, babe. Kimberly. Kimberly, you be not. Kimberly. Kimberly. <laughs> the way he always calls her Kimberly. Kimberly. Uh. Then they hear a noise. Mm. It's Sydney. She's still there. She's the one
1: straggler at she's the party. always the straggler. Because she's <laughs> the straggler who stays because she wants alone time with Michael.
0: <laughs> she's still at the party and she is... Wasted. She's fall down drunk. She's in the bedroom and they walk in and she's like, Hey, <laughs> hey guys. She's on top of their ugly bedspread. Oh, this
1: bedspread. <laughs> Hideous. It would be improved if she barfed on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was wretched. She, Michael's like, I can't drive her home. I don't want to drive her home now. It's two in the morning. Also, he's drunk. <laughs> like, yeah. Beyond that, everyone's drunk in that house. Um, he's she's gonna have to sleep on the couch, and then she's like, "I gotta puke."
1: So we get this whole long scene of Michael carrying her to the toilet,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Kimberly's like, "I gotta
1: get up for work in the morning."
0: Yeah, back at back at Robert the lawyer's house. He's snuggling by the fireplace with Jane under a blanket. When did they light that fire? (laughs) Also, it's ninety degrees. (laughs) That is a really good point. And Jane is sad. She's like, I don't know what I want. I guess I just wanted to feel desired.
1: (laughs) She's just. She's uh, imagine fucking Jane. It's like, can we just have fun? It would be really hot in the moment, and then it would be all tears yeah it's like a little too much emotion she, afterwards
0: <laughs> <laughs> she uh he's consoling her, and then she's like telling him it's it's dumb. She's just talking about her feelings. You don't do that on the first night fucking someone this is a
1: this is bad form, although what's his name, Rob Robert? He does seem like the type of guy who kind of likes Jane for real.
0: I think he likes And her I think her for he real. likes
1: this emotion. Right So I guess she knows What she's doing
0: Right The next day um, We're at a carousel (laughs) I said Where is this Griffith Is this the carousel At Griffith I believe so
1: Because what other carousel Is there
0: (laughs) In LA The one at the Santa Monica Pier But it's not at the pier No It would be more Obvious Well they love I'm just saying On this show They love They love going to the pier They do love that But this was Griffith
1: Yes For sure.
0: Nikki's like, we're going on an airplane soon and I'm going to leave forever. My only, the only home I've ever known. (laughs) Matt, those heartstrings, they're just getting yanked at left and right. This is our last carousel ride. (laughs) (laughs) Katya tells Matt that they're leaving on Saturday and he's like, oh God. Yeah. If only there was anything I could do other
1: than marrying you, I certainly would. <laughs>
0: Which is an insane <laughs> request.
1: By the way, it's shocking that she even asked that because that's usually something the person will say to you. Right. Look, I will be willing to um, help you in that way. To
0: marry you so you can stay in the country. Yeah. Not someone you met last week. Right. Back at the beach house, Michael is very hungover. And Kimberly is serving him breakfast, and one of the
1: greatest lines: "How Shirley Temple?" <laughs> like I love calling <laughs> Sydney Shirley Temple. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny to me. <laughs> Shirley, it's like the most insulting thing Kimberly could think of.
0: Right. Little the little child actress. <laughs> right. How Shirley Temple? And Michael's like, "Oh no, better go check Kim." So yeah, sure, 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 you can tell her the breakfast is coming. <laughs>
1: hey, that is hey, literally how he speaks. It like, is unreal. Hey,
0: babe, how are those eggs coming? <laughs> okay, go okay. get Sydney. <laughs> you keep on frying up those eggs. <laughs> hey, babe, could you also give me a few slices of bacon? Not too crispy. Not too crispy. <laughs> you know I like it, babe. Good job. Good job. So Michael goes to check on Sydney, and she comes out of the shower naked. And he's like, oh, can I help you? And she's like, I think I need a towel. And she's just standing there dripping wet and naked. Because and- we see her from the back. Yeah. The door is open.
1: He, We see Michael's expressions. And he is literally just staring at her going, whoo, yeah. God. <laughs> he's like, whoa. Like, my little <laughs> sister's all grown up. Like, <laughs> it is vulgar, his expressions. <laughs> How he speaks is what we're seeing on his face. It's like, whoa, babe. <laughs> like, he's dumbfounded.
0: Yes. Can you believe this silent film performance he's it was, giving? It was out of control. And she, he hands her a maroon towel. Yeah, of course. Cause of course, Michael buys maroon towels. And she just holds the towel up but doesn't cover herself with it. She's like, thanks. And then we just get this very long shot of Michael like, oh, yeah, he doesn't take his eyes like
1: most people in that circumstance, even for one second, might be like, oh, sorry, I didn't see or whatever. No, he is never even shocked. No, or anything. He doesn't make an expression. He just fucking he's like a nude woman. Hell yeah! Like it's like he's
0: fourteen again. Like I'm seeing a naked lady. Like it is crazy. And we hear in the background Kimberly go, "Michael, the eggs are ready." Yeah, babe. I'll be right there. Just getting one last
1: eyeful. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh God, Sydney. Oh, what a great Sydney moment. One of the uh, look, Michael and Sydney are both nightmares, human beings, but they're two of my favorite TV characters ever. Honestly, they're like a
1: perfect match. Perfect. They they are the perfect couple. Yeah, <laughs> they really are. <laughs> I mean, it's absolute chaos and derangement, but they actually are the same person, like, right. in a way. Yeah. Because they both can handle what they dish out. Right. Uh, in a way. Like, yeah in their own way. They have neither of them have any shame. They have zero shame and they'll just roll with the punches. Right. and move on immediately like They're very both of them are very clever. Yes. Because because sometimes morals can stop your cleverness. Because <laughs> you'll have a limit. Yes. <laughs> when you have no limit, it's easy to let your clever ideas that are evil move forth into the world. Like neither of them have any scruples whatsoever. No, they're like, they're like the basest of animals. Yeah. Like <laughs> Their only goal in life is to survive and have pleasure. And get What they want. They yeah, want the pleasure, pleasure and to survive. And, to, and then also have petty revenge. Yeah. Both of them love petty all revenge. All extremely easy when you have no scruples, <laughs> you know, uh, that, that stops a lot of us <laughs> from implementing our most devious ideas because we all have them. We just don't do it. Kimberly, wow. She, she's really, I mean, Kimberly has her
0: own fire. Well, Kimberly, there, there, there's a point where Kimberly becomes utterly deranged. But Kimberly, she does have a traumatic brain injury. <laughs> well, it's because of that. Yeah. It's because of that. But Kimberly has a moral compass. Yes. Unlike Michael. And when she seeks her revenge, it is
1: truly justified. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. In a way. In a way. Yeah. But no, Sydney and Michael, (laughs) their reason for being is to create chaos. (laughs) Like, that's all. It doesn't matter. Uh, and, And they're also... They both are also always the victim. Yeah, it's like if you truly look at the circumstances, I'm actually the victim. That's what they say. And to they, each other. yeah, they believe it. Right. They
0: believe it. So, right. yeah, incredible. I can't wait for next week. Yeah, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.